Welcome to Dodgers Daily. Casey Porter here. So glad that you decided to tune in. As you can see on your screen, we have a very, very, very special guest today. Outfielder, the starting center fielder for the Los Angeles Dodgers. James Outman joins Dodgers Daily. So James, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Casey. First of all, how the hitting session go today? Everything looking good with the up. swing? Yeah, swing's feeling good today. It's been feeling good the last uh, week or so. So that's that's promising. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So this time last year, I think I talked to you a little bit over a year ago. You were coming into spring training. You did not have the center field position one, but you were taking a whole lot of momentum. You made your major league debut in 2022. You had a ridiculously great season that year in AAA. So you were taking a lot of momentum into the spring training. You had a ridiculously great spring training. You had a great start to last year. So talk about that period of last season. Yeah, I mean, last season, um, I felt like I was going in with, uh, you know, kind of one goal in my head, and that was uh, to to break or, and if that didn't happen, to spend as much time up there as I possibly could. So uh, I was able to do both, and I'm, I'm really thankful for that, and I'm really thankful for the uh, – the runway I was given during a little rough patch, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, it's, uh, I had the most fun playing last year than I ever had, uh, in a really long time. And I think a big part of that was, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't playing to advance anymore. I was playing to win. So you had a great spring training. You came out some people didn't even think you were going to break spring training with the club. You obviously earned that spot. You earned the starting spot. Then you stayed hot. You're hitting, uh, burned around 300 with an OPS close to a thousand through April. So talk about that hot start. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I was feeling really good in spring. I felt like my my swing was kind of in a spot where I I really liked. It. I felt like I was really competitive, and um, you know, I just I felt like I was just playing downhill. I felt like I had nothing to lose at that point. So uh, I might as well just go out and have some fun and stick around. <laughs> All right, very good. So hey, it's not if. It's a matter of when. All rookies, every player, every year. You go through some ups and downs. You had a little bit of a you 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 called it, I think, a tough patch there towards the middle of the season. So talk about that. I know you're having great at bats, but talk about that and how you made it through that part of your year. Yeah, I mean, it was it was honestly just uh, trying to weather the storm as best as I could, um, not let the emotions uh, take hold too much because it's it's easy when there's such a big. Uh, when you're under such a big microscope like that, but, um, you know, it was, it was uh, credit to my teammates and, and the staff and everybody kind of helped me through it and keeping me relaxed. And um, I mentioned this before um, on, on a different show, but the um, it was easy when we were winning because um, yeah. we were winning in May and um, it made that rough patch a little bit, a little bit more, uh, it was easier to swallow because it was easier pill to swallow because of that. Um, you know, we were winning. So it's, Everyone in the clubhouse is happy and, and willing to help me out and, and everything. So uh, I'm really thankful for that for my teammates. You mentioned the runway that the Dodgers gave you through that patch. Talk about that and what all that meant for you. Yeah, I mean it's it's um, it's it's nice to know when when the organization's got your back, you know, and and um, and I, I really felt that there. I felt I felt like they were they were giving me every opportunity to succeed and. Um, you know, I I felt like it was a matter of time before I got out of it. Um, as as it is most of the time with baseball, um, so I was I was I'm thankful that they they felt the same way, and and I'm glad I was able to kind of uh, get to the end of that tunnel and see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
Yeah, then you got really hot. And you've mentioned several different times that Jason Hayward was a mentor to you. So can you talk about that relationship, what he's meant to you? Yeah, no, he's been great. He uh, he was kind of like a big brother the uh, the whole season. Um, he was usually like the first guy, one of the first guys at least I would go talk to um, mid-game just about the at-bats or about situations and stuff like that. And uh, it was he was a good guy to lean on because you knew – he he only wanted his teammates to succeed and and uh, that made it really easy to kind of go up to him and ask him those questions because you knew um every answer you're going to get was coming from the heart with him and and it was coming from a good place of uh wanting to win and wanting to be a competitor and wanting the best out of his teammates you have to be super pumped that the dodgers re-signed him you have manny Margot. you got tio gonna be a great outfield isn't it yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the first day of spring when we can all work together. All right, James, you got your first major league season under your belt, so you went into the offseason. First of all, what surprised you the most about the major leagues, and then what things did you leave last season with offensively feeling comfortable with, and which things did you feel like you needed to work on the most in the offseason? Yeah, so um, what surprised me the most was uh, how good the pitchers were. They – Every single day, they were bringing it. They were, and I think part of it was because we were the Dodgers too. So mm-hmm. they they really were bringing it. But every single day, every single guy that they rolled out there was was nasty. So getting used to that, um, the quantity of quality pitchers, I think was was a, a huge adjustment. Um, you know, and and being able to compartmentalize at bats, uh, understanding like, like, hey, maybe this guy just. Maybe I'm not a good matchup for this guy, so that's that's where that went wrong. And, and understanding, um, just because that that went wrong, that at bat doesn't mean that I'm screwed up or anything like that. It's just maybe it was a bad matchup. Maybe maybe he made some good pitches. You know, there's there's a reason why those guys get paid. So um, to me, that was that was a big big learning point for me. But um, yeah, I felt I felt like going going through the season and finishing up. I I. I was happy with myself that I was able to, um, you know, compete and, and, and get the job done. And as much as I could, you know, I feel like there's definitely some, some opportunities I want back, but, um, yeah, going into this off season, I feel like I mainly was trying to work on covering the ball in and covering the ball up mostly like action in and, uh, pitches at the top of the zone. I feel like that's, that's kind of been the main focal point hitting wise this year. Is that more of a mechanical thing or an approach thing, do you think? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think uh, understanding like where my heat map is and, and stuff like that uh, plays a big part into what pitches I can handle and what pitches I should and should not be swinging at. But with that being said, there's no reason to not try and work on, um, you know, whether it's a mental cue, like um, – oh, I need to think about hitting the ball this way, or it's a physical cue of like, oh, to get to this pitch, I need to like feel my body doing this. Um, so I, I think it was a little bit of a combination of both and been working with the hitting coaches this offseason, just trying to dial in the best possible plan for that. So you had good splits against lefties, but you definitely had more power against right-handers. Is there a different approach, a different swing based on the handedness of the pitcher? For sure, like, I, I definitely think my approach changes against lefties. I'm I'm trying not to do as much damage against them, um, and I think big reason of that is they're just they're harder to hit from the left side. So I I was just trying to put together a good at bat against lefties 
more so than slug. Um, mm-hmm. I just figured I'd I'd stay alive against the lefties and and do damage against the righties. That was kind of my approach, and you know, ideally, I'd like to do damage against both. But um, you know, you gotta you gotta take what you can sometimes, especially with these guys. So you've always been very explosive, both offensively, defensively. You've always had the big body, the great athlete. You were the linebacker in high school. But one of the things that you have worked really, really hard at is to create consistency. Were you happy with that? And and what are some of the things that you have done to become a consistent major leaguer? Yeah, I mean, I think I think to become a consistent major leaguer, you got to just put in consistent work. And uh, you know, credit to uh, Clayton McCullough, our outfield coach with us. He's uh, every single day. He was he was there uh, right by the dugout, ready for me to get work done. And we would kind of bounce ideas off each other and just talk about the the game from the previous night and talk about plays that maybe I could have been better on or not. And we'd get in the film room, just look at my first step with a lot of things, like a lot of that bats um, defensively and um, just trying to try to improve as much as I could. I was, uh, I was actually pretty proud with um, uh, how I kind of turned around my defense. I think, I think he was a huge help with that. Uh, helping me kind of just navigate, navigate the defense in the big leagues and, and trust trust my instincts and 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 trust my athleticism i think early on when when everything was so new and it's easy to get tightened up and and you know kind of second guess your first your first step or second guess your instinct so once once we were able to iron that out i feel like i was able to improve a lot as a hitter or i mean as a defender sorry you have advanced analytics. I know they send them to you the day after, like in Double A. Nowadays, baseball savant, you have them in Triple A. But at the major league level, you have like twelve guys. I mean, it's like it's like twelvefold. You have a guy for every single angle and every facet of the game. So, how did you incorporate the advanced analytics into your type of game, a game that is very feel heavy? Yeah, you know that's it's a. Uh it's a slippery slope with that because if you get too locked in on the analytics, then you kind of turn into a robot and, and you're not as good. So um, I think they did a good job at um, kind of, they, they gave me the analytics, I think twice that year, just like, Hey, this is your, your progress. This is your report card. Basically like this is what we got to get better on. This is what you're good at. So let's, let's take it from here. And then, and then from there, then it's easier to make a game plan instead of like going every single night. Oh, how was how was my step on this play? And then, and then that would just slow me down way too much. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, being athletic. You know, it's it that's that's kind of the name of the game, especially in the outfield. You just gotta you just gotta go get it. You're playing a big game of fetch, basically. And, and uh, I think I think if it gets overcomplicated, then you're not going to be very good. Those analytics are just more of a um, more to show you where you're at rather than something to live and die by uh, as, as, a, as a ball player, I think. Got a chance to talk to the scout that signed you, Tom Kunis. What a cool dude. What positive energy that guy has. And he said the one thing that really you sold him on was just the ability to have a meeting, to listen and to apply. And I would imagine as you move up and you're playing against the, the greatest players in the game – that, that ability to listen to adjustments and then be able to apply them like you've always been able to do, I would imagine that hadn't have helped you. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Um, you know, Tom was I'm, – I'm super grateful for Tom and, and uh, him giving me a shot and, and all that. And 
he's been a great help. Even in, in uh, 2020, he was helping us coordinate um, like a little little mini camp going on when there was nothing nothing going on at all. So I'm super grateful for that. And uh, I, I felt like, you know, I kind of owed it to him at that point to uh, make it to the big leagues. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, to, to get back to what you're talking about. I, I mean, I think it's just kind of one of those things like you want to, you want to be as good of a ball player as you could possibly be. So, um, you know, no one's, no one's perfect. And if you were, then you'd be batting a thousand and you would walk, you never swing at a ball or anything. So, and, and no one's like that. So, uh, there's always room for improvement and, and you just gotta, you gotta understand that you're never as good as you think you are or as bad as you think you are. Okay. So coming out of 2023, how would you describe James Altman? What type of offensive player are you? What type of offensive player do you want to be? And then also do that for the defensive side of the ball. I I would like to be a, a, a bat in the lineup that like changes the game. You know, um, we got, we got a pretty good lineup. So, uh, <laughs> you know, to say the least, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's funny. You know, in, in 2023, I felt like, uh, hitting in the bottom of the order. I had to, I had to learn, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the lineup in that lineup to, to be the guy, you know? So my job hitting at the bottom was to, to get Mookie. In. That's, that was my goal every single at bat was if I can get on, get Mookie up, we're going to be in a good spot. Um, and then, then you got the whole cavalry falling behind him. So, um, that was, that was kind of my, uh, that's the guy that I wanted to be last year is, is, uh, someone that can help the team win any way I could. And, um, you know, if I, if I didn't have it offensively, I, I tried, I tried being that guy defensively or, or on the bases or something like that. Um, that's kind of always been my goal, to be honest. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to help your team win rather than you know going four for four every night. Yeah, especially because hitting is so hard, no doubt about that. So tell us where you're at in your off season, your routine, the adjustments you're making in off in the off season, and and how that's all going for you. Yeah, so uh, this off season just been uh, working on. Uh, mechanics kind of being able to clear the inside pitch a little bit better, a uh, little bit more true and, and not, not panicking to get to that inside pitch and letting my swing work. Um, so we've really been hammering that this off season. Uh, that's kind of been the main focus uh, offensively, defensively. It's just, you know, more of the same, get better every single day, uh, work on reads, work on, on, you know, fielding your ground balls, making good throws and stuff like that. Uh, it's kind of the basics, but, uh, you know, I feel like in spring training when we're shagging during BP, that's when I get my best work in, not just in spring training, but just every day shagging BP. That's, that's the best for outfielders, but, um, yeah, just first step. And, and I just want to trust my instincts more and more this year. And, and, uh, you know, I feel like they don't, they don't lie to me too often. Does it take experience to trust your instincts? I mean that seems like a hard thing to do at the major league level because those guys are so good. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely easier said than done. Um, but I think I think everyone there, you know, they're all they're all athletes, and and uh, there's a there's a part to the game that's um, you know it's it's kind of unteachable where it's it's just the the anticipation um, 
for where the ball is going and stuff like that. Like you can, I, I remember really being able to see it with Rojas uh, in front of me. Cause I was staring at him every single play pretty much. And yeah. uh, he was always, you could just tell like he, he, it, it seemed like he knew where the ball was going before, before it uh, left the batter's back. So, um, you know, just it's, it's one of those things that you can definitely get better at. I think the more, the more reps you have, you can, uh, you know, get, get used to it more and you got more experience under your belt. So you can see this pitch coming in, but I don't think it's anything that you can think about. It's just, you just got to see it over and over and over again. You know, you see this pitch coming in, you know, the hitter, like, you know, which way the ball is going to go off his bat. You know, I was actually talking to doc a lot about that. Um, understanding who's at the plate and like what kind of swing that they have, um, where they can do damage and, and, and where they can't do damage and where, where their power is. Um, you know, if they hit the ball for power, where's that going to be? If they, if they get singles, where's that going to be? So, um, you know, just kind of piecing it all together, but you kind of do it through experience rather than sitting down and, and writing it down and understanding it like that, because, you know, it's, it's, you only have milliseconds to make those decisions in the game. As a kid, you sat down and wrote what your goal was, and you said your goal was to play for the Dodgers and hit bombs. I love that. That's one of my favorite stories of all time. Hey, you've done that. You've reached that goal, right? So have you ever just stood out there and gone, wow, I'm really doing – you know, it's one thing to write it down as a kid. Every kid wants to do that, right? But it's another actually to get to do it like you've done it. Have you had that moment where you've just kind of sat around and you really just can't believe what you're actually doing? you know after my debut i i really felt like i had that like i was able to step back and and uh you know kind of feel good you know um it uh but when you're in the season it's it's like you gotta it's it's hard to take a step back you know because you're you're surrounded by by the game you get so you get so locked in on like okay like what's what's happening tomorrow like who are we facing tomorrow like what's this guy going to be throwing me like who what's their lineup like and um you know it's it is it is nice to step back and and appreciate uh how far you've come but um that doesn't get you very far uh i think i think looking forward is is uh the best the best path how was it when you took your first direct flight instead of having to have a layover in an airport? That's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty convenient. Uh, and what hell it, a lot better than a bus ride, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't miss those. That's for sure. <laughs> the bus rides of the Texas League. Okay, goals for twenty twenty four. Win a World Series. That's my goal. Um, I think, I think we got the team to do it, and I think, I think uh, we got the clubhouse to do it. So. I'm I'm looking forward to that and you know winning every single day I think that's going to be on at the forefront for for everyone in that clubhouse so um that's that's what we're looking forward to and and that's what we expect and I think I think come uh February 22nd I think that's our first game uh, I think that's that's going to be on everybody's mind and it wouldn't be a, a James Altman interview on Dodgers Daily if I didn't ask you about coach Walsh coach Giannino Reggie, Tom, you mentioned Tom earlier, Tom Kunis, the scout that signed you, Henny, and all of the managers that you played for with the Dodgers. Talk about all the people that have helped a guy like you reach your dreams as a major leaguer. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it takes a village for sure. Um, even, 
even my my parents driving me to uh uh baseball lessons when i was a kid you know it's it's it it took a lot of help to to get to the big leagues and i'm i'm super appreciative of all that and i think looking back at every single coach i've ever had and every single uh mentor or just anybody at all i i think they've all played a huge part in uh, you know what's 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 come and what's what's going to come um so i i'm i i can't be more thankful i i if we sat down and started listing any name i could probably tell you what i've learned from every single person no doubt about that hey i have a couple of really fun questions for you so do you mind hanging out for just a couple more minutes and answering a couple fun questions let's do it okay last season you were just four stolen bases away from 2020 is that something that you thought about at the time? Is it something you think about right now? And can we expect 2020 from James Altman in the future? So I've never, I've never gotten 2020. I, that's been my, <laughs> my goal every year is actually 30, 30, but uh, I don't know. I, I got to get a little bit faster. I, I can't force that to happen. <laughs> I know that, but uh, um you know, it's, that's, that's always, that's always kind of like, okay, I want to, I want a 30, 30 season, but that's that's going to come through opportunities and playing the game smart and i don't want to just you know go blind out there and just start running for no reason so um yeah i i i was thinking about that too like all last year I was like, okay i need four more and then the season started just it, the end of the season started getting closer and closer and it kind of got to the point where it's like okay four is going to be tough like it could be done but i need to get on base i need to I need to get a good guy to steal off of. I need a good opportunity to run. Um, you know, I, I definitely don't want to force a problem. So I was like, uh, come on, dude, we have like a 10, 10 game lead, man. Let's get those four stolen bases. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, getting on bases, that's the hard part. You <laughs> yeah. Know, you can't steal first base, can you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, man. Very cool. So you mentioned the 30, 30. All right. That, Opposite field home run in Baltimore. That was like the furthest opposite field home run I think that was ever hit in that ballpark. Do you remember that home run? I do. Did you feel pretty manly running around the bases? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that uh, no one had hit one out from yeah. the left side over there. Uh, I didn't know that until the next at bat. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. I, I just hit and I thought it was gonna be a double, so I started sprinting. Clear, and I was like, oh, cool, let's go at home. <laughs> <laughs> that and then the game winner against Toronto that hit the top of the fence. Actually, I think that came against former Dodger Mitchell White. I actually got a chance to talk to Mitch while he's at Oklahoma City. So which one was the cooler moment? That one, the game winner against Toronto, or the one you hit against Chicago? Uh, the Grand Slam against Chicago? Yep. Ooh. Uh I would have to do the grand slam or the walk-off double. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, anytime you get an opportunity to to win the game and you do it, it's pretty cool. So um, I remember the Chicago one, like, I, I was feeling pretty good after that one because um, it was still early in the season. And I still like was I still felt like I was trying to stick around, and and that one felt like I I had cemented myself a little bit there, but. Um, you know, the, the walk-off double is pretty cool, too. It's, it's always fun walking off um, at home. No doubt. And, by the way, you got to be happy mentioning Chicago. Got to be super happy for your boy Michael Bush, right? Yeah, I am. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. He's my buddy. But uh, he's going to get a good opportunity to play there. And, and I'm, I, uh, 
I think he deserves it. He's a good ball player, and, and he's. I'm looking forward to what he has to bring. You mentioned earlier this is going to be a pretty good offensive lineup. I think we would all have to agree with that. Okay, some are saying that the Dodgers are the most hated team in baseball. First of all, are the Dodgers the most hated team in baseball? And second of all, do you or does anybody on this team actually care? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Dodgers are the most loved team in baseball. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's it's uh, I, I, there's a lot of happy fans about about the moves that we made. And there's definitely a lot of um, unhappy fans too. But you know, it's 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 the game, and I'm I'm fortunate enough to be playing for a team that that really wants to win, and they're putting they're putting all their uh, they're uh, putting all their eggs in that basket, and uh, I'm 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 appreciative of it. I I want to win, and everyone else in that clubhouse wants to win, and. Um, the moves that we've made, I think, are putting us in a good position. So now all we got to do is go out there, play, and have fun. That is absolutely awesome. We mentioned we mentioned all the coaches that have coached you before and, and Tom and all those guys. Everybody that has either managed or coached you or been in contact with you, what's one thing they would all say about James Outman? Oh. Uh, I hope that they say I'm, like, a good guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's – that's uh that's my main goal i just want to be a good person um you know i'm sure i'm sure i was i'm i feel like i've grown a lot um and and they've had a big part of that and and helped me become a man like especially when i was younger like in high school and stuff teach me about work ethic and all this stuff but um i to 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 your question i think um work ethic i think I, I i i hope that i hope that they all think that because i i try and put in the work and um yeah okay we saw your mascot last year that you keep in your in your locker what is one routine that you do every single day before games that maybe none of us know about i don't know i feel like it changed like the routine changes it's it's not a um it's not a continue. It's not, it's not set in stone, you know? And if we've been winning, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep rocking the same, whatever, you know, long pants, short pants, arm sleeve, no arm sleeve. Uh, um, you know, I just try and I try and get all the good mojo out of, out of every, anything that I can. So, uh, I, I, and I know it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's not, it's not really true, but, um, it, it might be. <laughs> What's it like to enter a locker room and go, hey, there's Mookie Betts, there's Freddie Freeman, there's Shohei Otani. Hey, there's, you know, what's it like to enter a locker room that has that much star power to it? Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really cool to watch them work and, and just see how precise they are with, with everything that they do. And, um, you know, I, I feel like anybody can learn a lot from it and, and being there kind of like on the ground with them, it's, it's, uh, it's just really cool, man. It's, it, there's, you get, you get more and more used to it. You get used to seeing the faces and stuff, but it's every once in a while you step back and you're like, man, that guy is so good. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, they'll, they'll do some things on the field. It's just crazy. They just take over a game. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in the clubhouse. It's it's I'm, it's going to be fun. Had a chance to go back and, and see all the boys there at Sarah. No, I didn't go back this year. 
didn't go back. I, I usually try and make it there like once or twice, but, um, I still got, I, I still got some buddies, uh, from Sarah that, that I keep in contact with and I saw them, but, uh, I wasn't able to get back to Sarah. Actually, no, that's a lie. I was there for the homecoming game. Oh, nice. Did they win? Yeah, they did. They were really good last year. The football team, they were really good. How was the linebacker play? Did you analyze it? Yeah, I think they're better than me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <Man. laughs> That's I was, absolutely... at, I was watching their defense. They they were so fast. They're all fast and big. And I was like, man, they I'll get dominated now. It's high school football now, especially there. They're really good. Your dad told you, hey, you have this enormous goal. You want to become a major leaguer. It's like, hey, how do you eat an elephant one step at a time? Do you feel like you've eaten that elephant yet? Or do you, is there still some to go? I think it's uh, it's never-ending. Yes. Yeah, I think it's never-ending. All right, man, uh, looking at all that, this is my last question for you. I know you're super busy. You've taken so much time, James Altman. You are such a kind young man, so I thank you so much. Of all of this enormous goal that you've reached, I brought that last question up to say this, to eat that elephant, to make this enormous goal of making the major leagues. There's so many things you had to do to get here. So of all the things that you've done or have become, what would you say you're the most proud of? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of uh, looking back and like realizing I kind of stuck to it. Um, and it's, and, and it's kind of like the eating the elephant analogy, you know, it's, it's um, you can't, you can't get too far ahead. You can't get stuck on, on the pass. And, um, you know, it, I think, I, I think just putting in the work every single day and kind of like keep my head down, um, and trusting, trusting the process. It's, it's a very widely used term, but it's true. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, have your, have your game plan and stick to it. And, and the, the plan's going to deviate, but as long as you're, uh, as long as you're staying on the path as much as you can, um, that's that's how I think you you can kind of reach those goals. But um, you know, you're not gonna you're you're never gonna be a big leaguer if you if you quit or give up. So I'm I, I think I'm most proud of that. Man, that is awesome, and it's just so awesome that you've taken the time to come back in here at Dodgers Daily again, James. And again, I know you're super busy. I mean, you're getting ready to to start a major league season, right, with Shohei Otani and the Dodgers and the team that's scheduled to win the World Series right this year. I will say that myself. You don't have to say that there. But, hey, James Alvin, thank you so much for joining Dodgers Daily. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on.